I want everybody to look at me. That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. How many people want to eat a W tonight? How many people eat a W tonight? Sam with the snap. Ellinger back to throw. Steps up. Goes up. Down the right sideline. And that pass is caught. Little Jordan Humphrey. Touchdown, Texas. L.J. Humphrey in for the score. And the Longhorns back in front with 21 seconds to go. Here come the drums. Greg Way with the call, Longhorn IMG Radio Network. Lil Jordan Humphrey scores with under 30 seconds remaining. Texas Longhorns improve to 8-3. and three. Big 12 title hopes still alive for the Longhorns in what I am calling and what I called last week the biggest win of the Tom Herman era. They didn't have a signature road win. They got one last night. Landry Locker, Derek Foreman, episode 12 of the 41 Acres podcast. We're going to be joined by a special guest today. We've had Vince Young. We've had Chris Del Conte. We've had... Rod Babers, we've had Brian Jones, we've had Eric Metcalf, we've had Ramonts Taylor. We've pulled a lot of strings, but I don't know how in the hell you pulled this one off. Deontay Foreman's going to join the show a little later. Derek, man, how'd it, you pull this off? Man, it was just kind of one of them things, man, where my people had to get in contact with his people, and then his people had to get back with my people, man. So it was just a lot of strings that had to be pulled, man, you know, to get him on the show. But, uh, you know, nevertheless, man, Deontay Foreman will be joining us today uh, here on the 41 Acres Podcast, man. Uh, so we're excited uh, for him to jump in um going into this to this game man uh you know it was an ugly win in lubbock you know it was a win nevertheless uh you know, it's always kind of crazy at, at, against Texas Tech, man. Uh, especially the last three years has been crazy. You even dating back to uh, the uh, Crabtree. Oh, yeah, the, they, the crab they won't tree. quit talking about <laughs> that. When, when are they going to stop talking about that? Hey, you know, it's just kind of one of the things. But, I mean, you know, as, as again, like you always uh, say, man, that, you know, Texas can't afford to uh, style point wins. You know, it's just all about getting the dubs and get up out of there. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. I was happy with that Texas, you know, came back. A uh, really big catch by Lil Jordan Humphrey at the end. And the Crabtree corner, too. Yeah, great great throw uh, uh, by Sam Ellinger. But at the same time, man, what is going on with this football team in the second half of games, Locke? Man, I, I don't understand it, bro. These, these guys... You know, we'll have the momentum, man, and then they they would just lay down, man, and let these guys get back in the game. We've seen this happen to Texas teams far too often, man. Yeah, I mean, their 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 four previous wins, the the total was twenty one points. Uh, the, the margin between them and and the team that lost their last two losses four points. So it's never interesting, but they damn sure don't make it easier on themselves. It, with with that said, man, I, I said it I said it to start the show. I'm just going to say it again. This team has not shown that they can win on the road. They have not shown that. That's the one thing they have not shown. At the very least, they did win on the road. And my three biggest takeaways from that game, number one, as I just stated, biggest win of the Tom Herman era. They're 3-0 and in the state, so they, 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 they've beat every team in the state of Texas that they've played. That, that goes a long way with recruiting. Number two, Sam Ellinger is going to be special. It's, it's unfortunate that he's, uh, lined up with, with Tua, because I think this could be a guy that could be a Heisman candidate the next two years if he keeps playing like this. And number three, Definitely. I've said this a hundred times, and I want to get, I actually want to get Deontay's opinion on this, because I've said this the whole time when you and I have talked. Little Jordan Humphrey is the best receiver on this Texas team. Oh, that no doubt. I don't. I, I, I like Colin Johnson. I like what he brings. I like how much he's come along. But the best receiver on the University of Texas football team is the guy who scored the game-winning touchdown in Lubbock. Little Jordan Humphrey is the truth. He's the best receiver on this team. Well, the bottom line is that uh, you know Little Jordan Humphrey, man. I mean, this kid, you know, at at, at a legit six-five man, and and you know just. So many things that he can do, man. Again, he's a Swiss Army knife out there, man. You can line him 
him up in the backfield. You know, he played running back in high school. I mean, this guy just has a great dynamic uh, to his game. Uh, but just the amazing catches that he makes, man. I mean, he's a guy that, hey, if, if I'm throwing a 50-50 ball up, bro, I'm trusting him to come in and make that play, man. I mean, of course, you know, he missed a couple of passes yesterday that, you know, he should have uh, uh, that hit him right in the hand and he should have uh, uh, capitalized on. But, I mean, when it comes down to the moment and you need a guy on this team to make a play, this guy is going to make that play. Are we are we worried about Todd Orlando? Because we said this was a big game for Todd Orlando. I'm. Are you worried about Todd Orlando as a defensive coordinator? I guess if I want to make myself feel better about him, I can look around the Big 12 and look at Oklahoma's uh, raggedy defense. I can look at Oklahoma State's raggedy defense. I can even look at West Virginia's. But I don't feel that good about Todd Orlando right now. You know, people are... are um, I've seen a guy that uh, actually added me on Twitter and was saying that he hopes, you know, that this is Todd Orlando's last season here uh, at the University of Texas, man. You know, he's been That's pretty a, harsh. It's, yeah, it, it is, man. It, it, it's, but it has been a precipitous drop uh, from last year, man, uh, to uh, where he is now and what he's doing with this team now. But like I said before, uh, I think last year uh, defensively, uh, it was just better talent last year than it is this year. Um, you know, but I believe that teams have caught up to Tartalando and this uh, offense where it kind another of, like, score on the first drive. Year. Another score on the first yeah. drive. I don't yeah. know what the deal is with the first drive, but for whatever reason, in in the chess match, the week the week long battle that goes on between an offensive coordinator and Todd Orlando, they win it every damn time. West Virginia settled for a field goal, but other than that, it's just astronomical data that shows on the first drive teams are scoring on Todd Orlando at will. And and Herman even addressed it last week. Well well my thing is is my question would be, why do you have these corners playing so far off the ball a lot of times? You don't uh, want them you know, any closer. They guys. get burned 10 yards deep, though, Day-Day. Uh, yeah, but you I don't mean, want so, them bumping. So, sometimes you, you want to play press coverage, man, and, and just, you know, let athletes be athletes, man. I mean, uh, again, I'm not... You know, totally com- uh, sold on on Chris Boyd. I mean, we we seen he him had a fumble recovery yesterday. Yeah, Congratulations! Yeah, right, right. But I mean, also gave up a big uh, uh, play, a couple of big That's plays. That's what he does. Had one uh, uh, with him and uh, and PJ Lock. You know, PJ uh, right just down, uh, PJ just, just doesn't belong I, out there. I just don't understand what the f- these guys be thinking half the time, bro. Kind of one of the things, man, where where you know Tarlando, he ha- he has to get it together, man. I think the Big Twelve is caught up to him. Last year, it was more of him kind of catching people off guard, man. But I think and that he had the, the punter. League, we right, always talk about the punter. The punter masked that, that defense. That's, huge, that's a huge point, actually, Locke, uh, that you bringing up about the punter because now you're looking at this team uh, uh, minus having uh, the punter last year, man, and. You know that the punter actually saved Texas. And he we put some deodorant on on, oh, yeah. on the whole team, as a, and, and especially the defense. I mean, when you were getting to play defense inside the five, inside the ten, inside the fifteen, whatever Dixon's doing, it, it's it's not like getting the ball at the thirty and then teams moving up like the uh, Michael Dixon made Todd Orlando's job a lot easier last year. And I don't know if he's getting exposed or what, but it, he helped he helped the team as a whole, and he especially helped Todd Orlando. But we got to give some props because you know we're, we're, we're we've been pretty critical of these upperclassmen. Uh, Devontae Davis, that's the best game of his career. He, he did. That's he the did. best game Shout of his career. Shout out to Devontae uh, Davis, man. Uh, you know, this, this kid is... Uh I, I'm not going to say, you know, I think that he plays uh, that position over there pretty solidly for the most part. I'm not saying he's elite by any stretch of the imagination, but I think he plays solidly. I think Chris Boyd gets a lot more exploited, 
you know, uh, uh, than Devontae Davis did. But he had a great uh, game yesterday, man. Shout out to Devontae Davis, man. And shout out to 44. I said I'm not going to say his name anymore. He was hurt. He went out there. He he played it. He played as best he could. So I'll shout out 44 as well. <laughs> even. I'll, give him, could, I'll give him props. Huh? But we, we we mention this guy every damn week. And I, I just got to say this, Gary Johnson couple sacks in the game that is an nfl linebacker right oh, there that uh, is an nfl linebacker that's what a ut front seven player is supposed to be like as soon as this as soon as i don't know if it's going to be recruiting i don't know if it's going to be guys that develop later as soon as everybody in that front seven resembles what gary johnson is right now this is going to be a scary scary football team but the unfortunate part is he's the only one that really sticks out and brings it every damn week yeah man i mean this this guy is, is consistent man i don't you know want to uh, keep, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, going around the mold, baby, bitch, man. We talk about this guy every week, but it's deservedly so uh, what this guy brings to this team, man. If everyone, if we had, you know, another uh, 10 players on, on that side of the ball, man, that had the uh, the moxie and had the energy and, and, and just the uh, the overall uh, uh, aggressiveness that Gary Johnson plays with uh, week to week, man, then, you know, we're looking at a national championship uh, caliber team, man. Yeah, and, and the offense, I mean, I, I'm not worried about this offense. The offense is still- Starting to groove. I think Keontae Ingram's starting to find his groove a little bit. Duvernay, too, the best game of his career as yeah. well. Duvernay, a couple touchdowns. You know, you know that's the crazy thing uh, about that. I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no, you no, uh, uh, a lot, but, you know, uh, Devin Duvernay, man, what he's been able to do, man, uh, uh, you know, when the ball is in his hand, man, he's been able to make plays, man. I, I think that they don't use him enough, you know, at times, man. But this kid here, he can make plays, man. He can stretch the defense, he can make plays, uh, um, you know. Uh, you know, with Colin Absent, you know, yesterday, man, I think he came up huge. It almost kind of made you, you know, say, uh, Colin who, you know, for the most part, man, because I mean, Devin Duvernay went in there, man, and, and did his thing. And, uh, Sam, man, I mean, we just, I, I, I just, I don't know. You're, you're at a loss is, for words. I'm at a loss for words I mean, for this kid, man. I mean, what, 273 what? straight passes. He broke the Big 12 record yeah. with, without an interception. And this is, I mean, he's he's a weather delay away from not throwing a pick all season, which is unheard of. It's it's absolutely unheard of what this kid is doing. He's definitely, uh, you know, you look at the the Will Greers or you know the guys, uh, the Kyler Murray's and, and, and you know Kyler Murray's and, and the guys, you know, that's in the, uh, 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 uh you know. The talk Heisman, is the best, know, he, yeah. The Heisman Trophy, you know, uh, uh, conversations or whatever. I mean, Sam, he, next year, bro, next year, see, he he's going to be come, on the Heisman he, watch list. Bro, he should come in as a, as probably, uh, uh, you know, he's got to be a top five I, candidate. Yeah, yeah got to be. Look, I, even I, look, I'm going to say maybe top three, man. I mean, what this guy's doing, man. Con- look at the conference. I mean, and, and all the quarterbacks are leaving. Like, it's, it's like the second year we're saying this, but, you know, Kyler Murray. Gone. He's going to go play baseball. Will Greer gone. He's going to go to the NFL. That those are the those are the two biggest threats. Uh, and Sam Ellinger is going to come in next year. And for the first time since 2009, we're going to say heading into a UT football season, Texas has the best quarterback in the Big 12, and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Well, not only the best quarterback in the Big 12, best quarterbacks in the country, but I, I think just probably. Uh, uh, one of the, the, the teams in, in the Big 12, man. I mean, off, offensively, man, I don't see anyone next year that's going to contend with Texas, man. When you look at who you have coming back, but we don't man, know if uh, Colin mm-hmm. or Lil J are going to leave, uh, either. Well, I, and I don't I, think, I, I don't I, think I, either I, one of them should. I don't, I don't think, you know, it's funny because Deontay and we'll, you know, get into this with Deontay, uh, uh, later on in the show when, when he arrives here. We're, um, uh, we had that conversation last night and he was like, you know, man, 
you know, I think that if, if, if LJ left this year, he would get drafted, but it would be a, a late draft pick. Uh, Colin, uh, would, would, would definitely get drafted or whatever. It would probably be a later draft pick, maybe fourth round, somewhere like that. He say, but if those guys stayed for another year with Sam, uh, in, in this offense next year, this Texas offense, man, he say, bro, for, for them to even consider coming out right now, they would get drafted, but it would severely diminish, uh, 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 their stock in the NFL draft from where they could be if they come back and they play again, uh, uh, for their senior season. And it's a different situation for a running back because I think the junior running back, uh, I'm not one of these haters that says guys should stay all the time, but I think for the junior running back, you leave because you're going to have tread on the tires. It's wear and tear. You're taking the pounding. You're running. They're going to run you into the ground. You got a bullseye on your chest. So from Deontay's perspective, after his junior year, it made sense. Plus his stock was higher than these two guys. But as a receiver, you're only going to get stronger. You're only going to get better. And, and, and another year of seasoning coming in as the man, it benefits you a lot more than if you're a running back. Well, you know, the NFL, uh, uh, you know, they, they draft on potential. You know, what they believe that your potential is and what your ceiling is. And I don't even think, you know, as great as, as, as uh, LJ is and, and Colin, you know, uh, you know, are, are trending to be, man. I don't think, even think that they, those guys have reached their potential. I don't man. even know I, if they know, would be top, top three rounds. I, I, everybody says Colin Johnson, but this is the first year that he's been, he's been worth a damn. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that to diminish the kid. I mean, he was barely starting last year. Like, well, this is the first year that Colin Johnson, you've looked at him and said, wow, this guy might be a future. NFL player. I wasn't saying that his first two years. Well, well, no. The first year under Charlie Strong, again, you know, those guys were were uh, freshmen coming in, and and uh, as dynamic as we thought that they would be, uh, you know. Just being quite honest with you, man, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, Charlie and his team really didn't know what the hell to do with those guys, man. Those guys should have been playing early, man. I seen the potential in those guys, uh, you know, early on or, or what we figured that they could possibly be. Uh, last year, uh, uh, you know, the, the, Offense was putrid. Again, Texas offense was horrible last year. Colin didn't have a, a very good season last year. Uh, you know, not being funny, but, you know, even with our money missing as many games as he was, he probably was the most productive receiver that they had on the team, uh, last year as far as, uh, usage. But then you come into this year, man, and you see, uh, the maturation process. I mean, from all of these guys, man, from, from Lil Jordan Humphrey, man, from, you know, Colin Johnson is being more physical and we got on him early on, uh, uh, in the podcast early in the year about him not being uh, physical and wanting him to be more dominating. And, and again, man, Sam, I'm just, uh, I mean, this, this kid is just, phenomenal man I mean the, the velocity on the ball I think is a lot better than it was last year his decision making is confidence, a hell of a lot better confidence. confidence I mean he he's up there bro he's he's actually wearing this to me and, and, and as crazy as it may sound I liken the uh, quarterback position at the University of Texas uh, to whatever the quarterback position is as the Dallas Cowboys, bro, it is that big of a it deal. It should be. It's just falling that- off. It's, it's just. It's just been. It's just been on vacation for almost a decade to where you almost forget about what that's supposed to mean. It, it, and it's supposed to mean that. And I think that this kid passes is the torch to back. Colt McCoy, and then it just goes away. But Sam Ellinger is the best. He is the best University of Texas sophomore quarterback in my lifetime. In my lifetime, Vince was not this good his sophomore year. His breakout game was against uh, Michigan, Michigan. and they they were even seesawing with him. Uh, Colt McCoy, he dropped off his sophomore year. He did. This is the best. This is the best sophomore quarterback at the University of Texas the last three decades. I mean, 
like I said, man, you know, words just And he's not a threat to leave. That's the other thing. It's not like it's not. Yeah, it's, he, he's he's, he's a college player. And that's why I say, man, you know, besides uh, 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 Tua, you know, and, and I mean, this guy should be, uh, uh, again, in the top three, man, in the country, I believe, uh, as far as Heisman Trophy or, or candidates. Um, coming into next year, man. I mean, this, this guy, what he's doing, and and just again the decision making, man, the velocity on the ball. Uh, he's not creating turnovers. He he's not losing games for the University of Texas, man. And he's going to be here two more years. That that's the uh, that's 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 the point I'm making is that a lot of times when someone's this much of a stud. He's going to be an NFL quarterback, so maybe he leaves after his junior year. You, yeah, you I was see gonna ask that question. He ain't going to do that. No, I don't even think Sam's an NFL quarterback. I think I think Sam I I think Sam could maybe be like an H back or something in the NFL, but I don't even think he's an NFL quarterback. I think he's I think he's wow. your I think he is your he is your ideal college QB. He's like a Tim Tebow light. Okay. That's what I think. That's okay. what I think Sam is. Well, but, but but I mean, but he he can throw the football though. I mean, let's be honest with you. Tim Tebow couldn't throw the football, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but this kid actually can throw the football. And, and again, going from, I have to disagree with you on that, man. I, I think that, you think he's an NFL that, QB. I, I think that he has the potential to be. I, to me, the NFL. And as far as quarterback goes, just it's, the fact it's, we're it's, having it's, this conversation is awesome. Well, the, the the fact is, is that I would take Sam right now over some quarterbacks that's playing in the f-ing league right Come now, bro. On, man. I would take Sam over some of these guys right now, bro, in the league, man. The quarterback position, and these guys. The crazy thing about it, bro, is that these guys are getting paid big money, bro, to do nothing, to do. Bro, I, who who in the hell is Chase Daniels uh, agent, bro? I want to meet this dude, dude bro. Because this know. dude stays on the NFL roster, bro, and he hasn't done shit, but he gets paid. But he stayed off the field. That's the best thing for him is he could stay off the field from getting exposed. <laughs> you know? I, that might be a good comparison to Sam, actually, like uh, Chase Daniel or something. I mean, and if if he keeps improving, who knows? Maybe maybe he will get a look in the league, but I just think the fact what that we're having this conversation is awesome. I don't know. Exactly. That's my point, bro. Have you so seen you his tattoos, by the way? Oh, AJ McCarron? Yeah, he's tied it up, bro. No, I, I haven't checked yeah, it out. Like he's got like a full body tattoo. I don't look that closely at men's bodies, man. Bro, you know? it's a picture, <laughs> man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like creeping on him or anything, but it's 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 a, it's a picture. Uh, Net, any other final thoughts on this Texas Tech win? Again, again, just just props to everybody. Props, props to the whole team. Uh, seven and three. I think I said eight and three by accident, but seven and three on the season. Uh, just, just a, just a huge win and on to Iowa State next week. Well, you know, you have Iowa State coming in and, and again, man, Iowa State have, have, number 23, you know, Iowa taken, State. They, they have taken some teams, uh, down to the, be to West the wild, Virginia, man, be West Virginia or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I'm, I'm still at a toss up. The only reason why I would probably, and I'll give my prediction later on in the show, but the only reason why I'm leaning toward Texas is because Texas is at home uh, against Iowa State, man. So I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Texas for that reason. But uh, you know I'm not taking anything away from those guys uh, uh, over there, man. Uh, coming down here from Ames, Iowa, man. I mean those guys have a football team. Uh, uh, you know their coach got them uh, guys playing. Uh, he ain't gonna be there long. But no, Matt no, he's Campbell's not. He's gonna, gonna be gone. Campbell, he, he needs, he needs to get some Invisalign and, though. And then, those, you know, that that and, bottom grill is jacked up, and, and, man. He's got to do something <laughs> about that. Hey, and speaking of, speaking of that, man, speaking of that, you know, and, and we'll, I guess you, we can dive into it now. We can talk about it later on, man. Uh, where, where Texas would be next year, man, when you look at, uh, 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 you know, hey, 
Oklahoma may not even, they, they definitely won't have a quarterback uh, next year. No, you know, Kyler Murray's going. But, but hell, they may not even have Lincoln Riley back there next year, man. He, he might ain't go. leaving. He, he, why he would a coach, go. why would a, that's, that's insane. Why would you ever leave an elite college job for a pro job? I mean, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, they're, they're paying almost as much. There's not pressure. Uh, he ain't going to Cleveland. You know, you know, you don't think, you Hell don't think no. that, that he would go. I, I said that as well. I said, I don't, Hell I don't think no. that he would, but I mean, it's, it's a possibility. We don't know how this season is going, this NFL season is going to shake out, man. There's a couple of, uh, 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 okay. Let me ask you this question. If Jason, if Jason Garrett was to be booed out, if Jerry Jones was to say, you know, hey, fuck it. You know, we're going to part ways with, uh, Jason Garrett That's or whatever. Gonna happen, and, if, by the way. and if the, the Dallas Cowboy job were to come available and he interviewed for the Cowboy job or whatever, and let's say Jerry Jones, just hypothetically speaking, Jerry Jones was offered after him, does he leave, I uh, 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 Oklahoma to go, uh, uh, take the, uh, Cowboy job? I wouldn't. Bro? I wouldn't. Because I mean, that's the biggest job. I mean, the spotlight is on you, bro. I wouldn't but, do it. Um, <laughs> I, bro, you're making six million to be a god at Oklahoma. You're young. You, you could be there thirty years, man. I, I wouldn't do it if I were him. Okay, I, I wouldn't I, do it. I feel that. But I if he did, that. that would be good for Texas because Bob yeah. Stoops passing the torch right there. Perfect timing, and, and and it worked out for him. But this Iowa State team, I, they're not going to beat Texas in Austin. You can go ahead and mark that down. They're not, they're not going to beat Texas in Austin. I know I said the same thing about West Virginia, but. Iowa State ain't, ain't going to be able to keep up with Texas when it comes to moving the rock. It's just too much talent. I think Texas wins this one, and I think they improve to eight and three. Okay, I, I can see where you're going uh, with that, man. Uh, again, like I said, I'm just I'm I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm just not confident in the, in this defense, man. I'm not confident. Mean, yeah, I, but it's Iowa State. I know, I know it's 23 Iowa State, but it's Iowa State. But but uh, again, West Virginia was just West Virginia, and Iowa State beat West Virginia. Well, West Virginia, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, but that that was a that was a different situation. That's that's dot connecting. I I just Baylor beat Oklahoma State, and by the way, I think Oklahoma State's going to beat West Virginia this week. Hey, you know what? That that you said that to me uh, yesterday when we were talking. Actually, I think man, they're going to uh, get the dub. And 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 uh, I'm I'm looking at Oklahoma State yesterday. Man, it's I mean, at they, Stillwater. They, they gave they gave Oklahoma all that they could handle yesterday, man. But that was an awesome ass game, man. Yeah, that was a good game. Mike Gundy goes for the two point conversion. Texas fans rooting for Oklahoma State to win that. But I think Oklahoma State's going to help Texas out next week. I think they're going to beat West Virginia, and uh, I think we're going to be looking at a scenario where Texas gets a dub against Iowa State, and then we're talking about a, a potential Big Twelve championship game. But uh, this uh, this Iowa State team, it, there's too much momentum here for Iowa State to come to come beat Texas. It's just not. I just don't see it happening. They've lost one time at home. It was to West Virginia. That could have gone either way. Iowa State ain't coming there and eating a W. That's just not going to happen. So Derek finally pulled some strings. Got a guess. I don't know how the how the hell he did it, but we got Deontay Foreman uh, on the forty one acres. Deontay, your immediate thoughts to uh, Texas's win yesterday? Day in Lubbock. Uh, it was a really good win. You know, I feel like they needed that win. Um, they played some really good football. Um, you know, LJ is. He's the best know. receiver on the team, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. We've, we've been having that discussion. He, I, I think he's he's the best on the squad. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Just that play he made to end the game like that. Uh, I think they was going to win anyway with the field goal. I think, you know, Dicker would have made the field goal regardless. But, uh, you know, just to, to seal a game like that with that type of catch, just, you know, really, really. I've seen him grow from being, you know, a guy that was in a running back room at first with me when I was there to now being one of the best receivers or the best receiver on the team. It's like just crazy how uh, what he's grown to be. So, uh, you know, he's he's really impressed me. 
You're statistically one of the one of the best backs in school history. Do you kind of feel like it's 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 kind of unfortunate that you know it's kind of a, a a down period as far as wins losses when you see them kind of climbing up? Do you feel like not necessarily cheated, but is it kind of like damn man they they won every every before I went there and then they won after and and then I I just missed out on it. Uh, no, nah, not really. Uh, I don't really look at it like that. You know, I'm a uh, I'm a guy. I mean, I'm just I just watch them to see you know what they're gonna do. You know, I don't. I don't root against them or anything like that. I just just go for them, man. You know, uh, I just want to see them do well. You know, a lot of those guys I play with, a lot of those guys I've seen grow up from, you know, being freshmen to where they are now. So, you know, just seeing, you know, how they've all come together, you know, winning these ball games. I mean, can't really take nothing away from them. How do how do you deal with this dude right here? I, I deal with him <laughs> once a week. You de- you deal with it your whole life. How how do you how do you deal with uh, with, with Derek Foreman? You just you just sit back and let him talk. <laughs> Oh yeah, all the time. I just let them talk, but I mean, we we have our debates as well, you know. And I think, uh, you know, we have really good conversations about you know football and about a lot of stuff, you know. So I mean, he has a lot of good points, you know. Yeah, at he time, does. He at does. times you can't really deny the stuff that he says, but you know, also at times it's like, man, like really, chill out, chill out a little bit. You really well, see, see that way? My my thing is that you know. Uh, because I, he knows me and he knows that I'm, I'm, you know, very blunt about, uh, me saying things or whatever, you know, good, bad, you know, hate it or love it, man. One thing that you can always say about me is that I'm going to keep it real, you know, at all costs, man. And whatever, uh, you know, issues come along with me saying what I'm going to say, bro, I'm willing to stand behind what I say and anything that I tweet out there or whatever, I stand behind anything that I, that I tweet, uh, you know the the Kansas game, uh, which you were very happy. Uh, let me say, I'm that, not gonna that, lie, that, Deontay. That, I'm that, not gonna lie. I wanted, I wanted, I said happy. that, I, I said that, I said that that was one of one of my favorite plays in Texas history because I wanted a new coach, man. And I feel like, despite how good you, have, I feel like that was one of the biggest plays in Texas history. I told him because it, it, I don't know if Charlie would have survived, but I told him it was a blessing in disguise for me. But you balled out in that one. But then he he goes and criticizes your coach. What do you what do you think as a player when your pops criticizes your Coach, I hate it. I did you did y'all get into it afterwards? Oh, uh, we had many conversations. Yeah, about that. we we yeah. <laughs> we had we had many conversations about that. I, I used to I used to call him or you know text him after the game like, man, what are you doing? Like, did, you did he do that in high school too, this. or was it? Uh, I, I don't think he was as bad. You know, I don't think it was as bad because I mean, social media is just yeah. so much different. So, uh, you know, I mean, but he he always you know voices his opinion even when we was growing up. You know, he always voices his opinion, but. You know, taking it to social media, I was yeah. like, man, you gotta stop this. At least while I'm in school, like, you know, and then I'm, I'm like, Armani got the worst of it. Oh yeah, Armani he, he got de- the worst he definitely of it. Got though. the worst of it. But I mean, that's what I used to always try to tell them, like, man, we in school, like, you can't say some of this stuff. But my, but my my thing was in, in my defense, man, He's with Herman Crow with, now, though, with, with, with our our money was that I just. You know, and like I said before, I'm unapologetic for saying that. I feel like that Tom Herman, you know, kind of, you know, effed over, you know, my son to a degree. He was the most productive receiver on the field last year at the time. And I felt like that there were, you know, he, he wasn't hurt or anything like that. You know, again, you can sit up there and you can say, well, our money had a, a, a bad practice. I, I've been with my kids their whole life and I know how passionate they are about this game and where they wanted to go. And wanted football to take them, you know, football was fortunate enough to take them to college and to get them a free education, uh, you know, and, and aspirations to go to the NFL. So, 
you know, for whatever personal reason that he had against our money last year, you know, allegedly, if that was the case, you can't tell me that my son, okay, if you wanted to bench him, if he had, you know, a week of bad practice or he wasn't, his head wasn't there or whatever the case may be, and you bench him one week, that's cool. But to go on, you know, uh, three, four weeks in a row or whatever the case may be and not play him at all, and he's actually statistically one of your better receivers on the team, that just didn't make sense to me. I didn't feel like like Herman had uh, that kind of cachet with the season that he was having last year to uh, have the luxury to not play anyone last year. Anybody that could have helped this football team last year, they should have been on the field. Yeah, it, it seemed like he was kind of building towards some. Speaking of Herman, did you ever even you you were gone after your junior year, regardless, right? Like you like running backs are different. Like they, that's a lot of tread, especially if you come back. You were gone. Did you ever even entertain the idea or talk to Tom Herman about it? Uh, yeah, we actually did talk. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, you know, we I went in his office and we sat down and we talked about it. Um, you know, he actually told me not to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I don't really care no more. Uh, he told me, he told me, uh, when we went in there, he told me, he was like, uh, you know, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask you to stay. I'm not gonna ask you to, to stay here. He was like, uh, you know, just don't tell nobody. I'm telling you that. He was like, uh, you know, you, you had a wonderful career here at Texas and pretty much that, you know, you, if you want to go and leave and, you know, support your family and, you know, make the money, then, you know, you go and do that. So, uh, yeah, I never, I never said that to anybody, but the the running back man. We were talking about Lil Lil Jordan and uh and Colin. I I just don't think they're ready for the league, and I don't look at the receivers as I think they're going to be in the league eventually. But I just look at receivers as you're not you're not taking the pounding that running backs are taking. You can actually benefit more from staying, don't you think? Oh yeah, I was telling my dad that last night when we was watching the game. Uh, you know, I called them around the, the time Tech scored their last touchdown. Yeah, I was like man, it's crazy. Uh, you know how they was coming back, but um. You know, I told him, I was like, man, LJ is a really good receiver. Colin is a really good receiver. But I really think they should stay another year. And the reason why I believe they should stay another year, because I, like I was explaining to him, is that, you know, you to to really get drafted in, in the top three rounds, which I feel like if you're going to come out as a joint, you want to feel like you're going to be in the top three. That was kind of my goal, yeah. is to be within the top three rounds. And, um, you know, I'm like, if you're going to come out that early, I feel like, you got to be one of the best 100 players pretty much. You got to sure. be in the country. So I was like, you know, are they really the top, you know, 100 players in the country of all positions? And I was like, I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I think that they're really good. I think that they, you know, have a ceiling to be. But, I mean, is either one of them going to really have a 1,000 yards to end the season? No. Probably not. So, like, I mean, that's my that's my thing. It's just like I really feel like they have a lot of potential. I feel like, you know, staying one more year benefit them. Where would you have gone if you hadn't gone to Texas? Was it it was A and M? What were the other what were the other choices? I wasn't going to A and M. To be honest, I don't really know. Um, you know, uh, once it once everything started to play out, I just kind of knew I really wanted to go to Texas. Um, you know, that, that I took all my I took one visit and it was to Texas. The the camps we went to, I went to the Texas camp every year. I went to a Baylor camp and I went to an A and M camp as well. But you know, it was nothing like going to Texas. So, yeah. uh, you know, once everything just, you know, kind of fell into place, I just knew that's where I wanted to go. And it's it's kind of funny because, you know, before you, there was Jonathan Gray, and he's the number one recruit in the nation. His He, he obviously didn't didn't make the NFL, but uh, you you kind of under the radar, you emerge, and, and you're in the NFL. But your dad always says that uh, Jonathan Gray and, and Malcolm Brown were, were pretty uh, pretty good to you and helped you helped you along when you were there. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Those, those guys are were really good guys, and they still are. Um, you know, I talked to Malcolm a little more than I talked to Jonathan, but, uh, you know, I mean, when I was there, those guys showed me a lot. Uh, you know, they helped me out a lot. 
you know, it is by my side, uh, you know, through it all. So, uh, you know, I can't respect those guys enough. I can't thank those guys enough for what they showed me and, you know, just leading me into pretty much the, the career that I had. You know, they, they helped, they helped me, you know, just navigate my way coming from, you know, high school and being a guy and, you know, going to college and have to sit out and wait, you know, wait for them to finish doing what they were doing. And, you know, it was just, it was, it was tough at first, but, uh, you know, by the time I got to, you know, my junior season, I was able to help the younger guys like Kyle and, you know, LJ, cause he was in the room with us yeah. uh, for a while. And, uh, you know, just kind of mold them and tell them like, you know, y'all time coming. Y'all just got to wait and be patient. And, you know, when it, when it's your opportunity, you just got to, you know, go hard. Ingram, what, what do you think about Ingram? What do you think about Trey Watson? Uh, I think they, they, they two good running backs. Um, I definitely think Ingram is the better running back, honestly. Um, you know, I think, and, and that's not just my opinion. I think, you know, everybody yeah, feel that way. Yeah, for sure. And it's crazy because, you know, a lot of people feel like I was the better running back, you know, while I was there before I got to my junior year too. So, like, I guess my advice to him, you know, would just be like, man, just be patient and, you know, your time will come. I mean, his time really will come. He, he's already playing and getting, you know, a good amount of snaps during the game more than I was at that, at the, uh, my freshman year. But, you know, I'm just, I just want to tell him like his time is coming. He's going to be, you know, very good, very explosive. You know, you can see his runs and him being just very decisive, you know, at the line of scrimmage. He makes uh, re- re- really good cuts, very good decisions. Um, you know, and just for him to be so small, he's he's very electric, you know, uh, and very, you know, powerful too. He's not really scared to take the contact. You know, that's one thing I saw with him. So, um, you know, I just think he he's got to keep going. Uh, I feel like he should get a little bigger, try to try to start to get a little bigger. But, I mean, with this frame right now, it's not it's not really that bad. You know, we've seen guys like Christian McCaffrey and uh, – uh, the other guy from uh, Stanford come out. You know, those guys aren't really big guys either. So I'm not going to say, you know, him being little is going to hinder him in any way. But I just think just with that position, you know, you want to gain some more weight. But, you know, I think he's a really good running back. How you feeling physically? How's the how's the Achilles treating you? Man, I feel really good, to be honest. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to being back out there. You know, it's been a long process, long time, man. You know, a lot it's of almost years. been a year. I think. Yeah. I think uh, this the next next week will be a year because right. I, I know yeah. the date because I, I November nineteenth. Yeah. So I remember it, and it was on a touchdown. So yeah. uh, is, is this the first injury you've had to deal with? Oh, yeah, my biggest injury. Yeah, the the actual with. like real real yeah, scary I, injury. I broke, I broke my hands a couple of times in college, but uh, other than that, you know, just the biggest one, just me having to sit out and you know not doing what I love to do is play football. You know, and be out there with the guys. So. It's definitely been tough. It's definitely been a long process. It's something that I've had my up and down days, you know, uh, you know, days where I feel like, man, I don't know if I'm going if I'm gonna come back and be the same or, you know, what, what would I be when I come back? But, you know, at this point, you know, I feel really good. I run, you know, pretty much every day. I'm always doing some type of football, cutting and stuff. I'm always doing something. So, uh, you know, at this point, I feel really good. I'm ready to get back out there and, you know, show what I can do. What's up with your dad and his birthday? Are you a birthday diva like your dad? He's, he's sitting here taking, <laughs> taking off work and all this stuff. You know, your dad's got some, your dad, I, I've told him this, your dad's got some basic bitch in him with, with all the selfies, with all the selfies and the birthday diva thing going. Yeah. What's up with this guy? Yeah, man, I, I don't know what's up with him with that. Man, the self, and the selfies are horrible. Like, they're not even good angle selfies. Man. And he always makes sure he shows the watch or something. Yeah. Like, he's got his head, that big gold mixed up watch. Yeah. Like, it's like just randomly yeah, there. Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, his selfie game is horrible. He gotta stop. He gotta stop that. But, uh, you know, I just let him be him. You know, I laugh. We laugh. Me and my brothers, we laugh at him all the time. And, you know, he just feel like, 
the right thing to do. So. <laughs> you kind of can't tell them different, so you know we just laugh. Say, man, I, I'm 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 in the mix, man. I, I'm in the mix, man. But I, you know, he's I'm, in the I'm, signs too. He's know, talking I'm, about what sign. He, he's like, oh, you're a, you're not a Scorpio, or talking about yeah, like man, these signs and stuff. Like, I'm thinking that you know what a real sign. You know what I'm saying, Scorpio. You know what I'm saying. You a Sagittarius, man. You know what I'm saying. Y'all season coming, bro. But right now, man, it's all about us, man. It's all about Scorpios right now, baby. So but what is this? What is the personality of a Scorpio? Uh, you just know the sign. You don't know. Like what? what, 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 what he don't even know. He don't even know. He's just talking. Leaders, bro. You know what I'm saying? We 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 real, man. We, we're very uh, passionate You're people, man. We're very up, man. out. We're very outspoken people, man. Uh, you know, we, we're you know the the people we're very good friends, man. As far as you know, uh, confidants, man. People you can talk to, or whatever the case up, may man. be. But also the bad sign, which is not actually a bad sign about a Scorpio. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a double edged sword. Uh. You know, we don't cross us, man. Don't don't cross us, man. For real, you cross us, bro. You the f-ed up. So don't cross us, bro. We we, we gonna, we gonna look this up. We gonna look all this up when we finish. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But I, I, I need to see. I need true. to see how much it is true. But um, you know, like I remember when the the Texas OU game came on. Oh I was man, watching that game. Oh, so live. And I could just see like they they just had a shot of the stadium, like you know, during the game. And I was just looking like, man, like this game right here is like unmatched. Like I don't I don't feel like. You know, any game I play in besides maybe a Super Bowl maybe would be anything the like 50, the 50. Texas OU game. Like that's a nice, nice run. Crazy. He had a nice we, run we, in know, that one too, but he got he got scooted though. <laughs> he got scooted. We'll get, we'll get I want to say it was our my junior year, so my last season there. You know, I remember I was already I was in the locker room and I just heard like commotion outside. So I, I try to go outside and see what's going on. And I see my brother and a couple of the other guys. You know, they getting into it and you know, they come back in there and just turn up the whole locker room. We all live and ready to go out there and play, and we still got. Another forty-five minutes before we even go out to the field. So, you know, it's uh, you know, just just stuff like that and that type of intensity. And then once you run on the field and you know you hit a band playing and everything like that, and you see all the fans, you know, you hearing the boos and the cheers and everything like that. Yeah. It just it's just crazy. It's like something that you know you just want to go out there and win. And I can say, you know, that game is is when you feel the the least amount of selfishness uh uh on the sideline. You know, people are are really just there for their brother and just really trying to win the game it's no you know i want to do this i want to do that and nobody's taking you know no point of finger at anybody for any mess ups it's just like we got to bring each other together because we got to win this game it's like so much bragging rights on the game you you have to win so um you know it's just like i said it's different than any other game now my boy landry man you know, <laughs> he, he, he know where i'm going with this yeah i know, know where i'm going. going with this you know uh, your sophomore uh, season, man, your your breakout game, you had nine carries for 117 yards, uh, and actually the longest run I think from scrimmage in uh, Texas Oklahoma history that was uh, previously held by Jamal Charles. I think he had 80 yard run from scrimmage, and I think Deontay went for 81 uh, in in that. He sits up here, man, but he drags you, bro. He says that is no freaking way that you should have gotten walked down, bro, on that uh, on, on that run. And I tell him, I say, man, look, I just, I just wanted him to get in. I just wanted, I just wanted him to get in, man. Sanchez, I just said he got scooted. Sanchez was coming at an angle, man. You know what I'm saying? Sanchez is fast too. That man was playing in the NFL. I don't know if he's I mean, still in the NFL, but he I'm played in the NFL. I'm gonna man. just say this. I'm gonna just yeah, say this. Get on his ass, man. I'm gonna just say this. Nah, nah. I mean. To be honest, to be honest, I mean, I was, I was upset that he came in. He came, but he did really have an angle. If you really go back and watch the play, I had to like make like two, like I had to. I know I broke one tackle uh, from I think the linebacker or the safety. 
and then I tried, then I went left, and then that's when I tried to outrun. So, like I always tell people, the two guys that was running behind me, they wasn't going to catch me. Sanchez had a great angle, and yeah. I had to go around somebody. So, I think if it was like more like the Jamal Charles run where he just really he just outran everybody, then that would have been, that would have been a lot different because I feel like I, I would have walked off on everybody. I would have scored, but it was just a great angle that he took, and then I had to, you know, make defenders miss. He didn't have to make anybody miss. He just came straight, straight he, down. He had side. another, since you're here, man, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm throwing him completely under the bus, man. My co-hosts love him to death, man, but I'm throwing his ass under the bus. <laughs> he had a problem also with the Heisman pose, man, against, oh, like, it's Baylor, oh, man, against Baylor, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna tell you, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna tell you with that too, man. I'm gonna tell you like this. I know it's a publicity thing, but I was like, man, we're, we're, we're playing Baylor. We got four wins man the heisman pose i was like man what was well, my man see, doing that, there? see that's the thing though that's the thing that's that's wrong i feel with with the comedian you know all this stuff because the heisman is supposed to go to the best player in the nation yeah not not, not the best really how the much they're on the best team you know what i mean so if you really look at it i feel like you know with all the guys that was in the heisman race i really should have won because I mean, they, they knew you I were never, getting the rock right yeah, they I mean, knew yeah. they knew i was getting the ball they were gonna stack the box i was gonna get the ball 30 plus times a game and i was still gonna be effective my numbers were really better than Derrick Henry numbers, and he won all the awards the year before. If we if we really want to be real, you also had a lot of touchdowns taken away because of that sw- that swoops thing too. Like they, they, yeah, they, like, they, yeah, they, they yeah, you, no you could have had a lot more touchdowns, but they were so they were right. so obsessed with that yeah, eighteen wheel or whatever mention, they called it. And that's the thing: if we would have made a bowl game. I, I feel like I would have been the leading rusher uh, for the single season. Uh, I would have had that record because I would I would have went for another hundred yards, and I, I would have. Ricky, uh, what Ricky. about what about Herb Street uh, basically saying that uh, Ingram's <laughs> the best back of the last five years? Yeah, that was crazy, man. He I, apologized, uh, though. Yeah, he he definitely did, but it's crazy how it happened, right? So I'm, the game is on, and I'm just laying on the couch, and I'm watching the game, and I'm kind of on my phone, just on social media. And um, my brother called me, and he was like, man, you heard what they just said? And I was like, no, nah, what you talking about? It was like talking about Ingram, and he's some, some of the best running back in the last couple of years. I mean, I say, man, they couldn't have said that. So he was like, man, rewind it. <laughs> so I get on the TV and I rewind the TV and I go back and, uh, I heard, I heard him say it. And I was like, oh no, I got to tweet this. And, and the thing is, I don't really get on, I don't really take social media too. I don't really take You got to stay away from media. it, don't you? Yeah. But I mean, it's just, it's just that, that, I feel like that was just disrespectful. I had to, I had, and I don't, I don't think he meant it in a disrespectful way or anything like that, but I just had to defend myself. I'm like, man, like really? Like we all, we all had a conversation, you know, at the Doug Walker Award. Ceremony, you know, y'all pretty much interviewed me and you forgot all about me. Like, that, that's crazy. <laughs> and and the, the stuff that I was able to do, like I said, I feel like I should have won the Hobbs be honest. I mean, I don't take anything away from Lamar Jackson or, you know, anybody else that was up in the race or that went. But, I mean, you really look at the numbers and what I was doing. I mean, Lamar, he had bad games and like towards the end, like in November, where it really counted the most, you know, how well you play in November. And, um, you know, me in November, I mean, you can look it up. I rushed for over a thousand yards in one month. You know, walking off the field, and I still have that picture, you know, in my phone, man. Someone captured a, a great shot. They're all the I selfies. Stole it. They're all the selfies. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. And I kind of, you know, threw it, uh, uh, you know, saved it, uh, in my phone, man. But, and I mean, even as your dad, man, I, I, I can, you know, imagine. But, but what was that like? Uh, you know, just walking off after that TCU game, uh, that Friday after Thanksgiving, man, knowing it would be your last game, uh, you know, ever in, in burnt orange and how much you've given that season, uh, to the University of Texas, uh, you know, why you played there. Just the image of you just crying, man. Like how heartbroken were you at that particular moment? You know, just, uh, just, uh, the season that I had and me pretty much knowing that, um, you know, that was my last game playing. 
you know, with those guys, you know, my last time playing with my brother, it was, uh, you know, just a lot of emotions, a lot of stuff was running through my mind at that point. Um, you know, I left it all out on the field, you know, I gave him my all, um, you know, it was just kind of like something that I feel like I had unfinished business. You know, I feel like we, we shouldn't have lost to Kansas. You know, I feel like, you know, we really just kind of didn't play our best game against TCU to, to try to get a win in that game. So it was just like, man, all the great, the great year that I had, I feel like, uh, you know, and the stuff that I also went through, you know, during that year, right. it was just like, you know, I feel like nothing really, you know, paid off really to it to like, we didn't, we didn't really go to a bowl game. You know, some of the records, some of the other records that I kind of wanted to get, I, I wasn't able to, you know, get to that I was kind of striving for. Um, you know, and just us, you know, overall, just not, you know, being the team that I wanted us to be. It was just like a lot of emotion. So, um, you know, yeah, that was, it's just a lot of stuff that was going through my mind. How'd you, uh, like playing for Charlie Strong? Oh, I loved it. You know, me and Charlie had a really good, uh, really good connection. Um, uh, you know, we, we talked and, uh, you know, he was just a guy that was, very, you know, high on me. He just wanted me to go out there and just play my game and, you know, just do what I do. Um, you know, we joked a lot. You know, he was a really, uh, uh, a player's coach, I would say. Um, he was able to, you know, really talk to everybody. And not, I mean, some of those guys that's on the team now, uh, you know, that, that's some of the, the, the guys that, you know, Coach Herman and, you know, that he, you know, um, like shows a lot of love to or, get, or these guys get a lot of attention. Yeah. Half of these, half of those, Kids didn't even want, you know, Charlie to leave, you know, yeah. to be honest. So, um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, it's a business and we understand how it goes, but you know, nobody, I don't feel like nobody in that locker room that I played with could say anything bad about Coach Strong. And, you know, everybody loved him. Everybody, you know, wanted him to be there. You know, they, 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 no matter what we went through the year before, they still wanted him to be the coach. Um, and the thing was, I, I, I don't really think, like I tell people all the time, I don't really think it was on Coach Strong. I don't think, you know, he was having us lose these games. I just feel like we were young and the situation he came into was just totally, you know, kind of out of his control. We, we, we did everything that we possibly could. You know, the defense wasn't, you know, the best at the time. You know, the offense, I mean, I was doing pretty well, but like, I mean, Sam was already committed to the University of Texas at the time anyway. So, I mean, say you give him another year. I mean, who, who knows if you give him more time? Like, I mean, Sam still would have been there. So Sam probably still would have ended up the starting quarterback. You know, we would have had, you know, they still had some of those same guys. You know, they probably could have recruited. I mean, he's always had a top 10 recruiting class, you know, so it's not like he couldn't get, you know, good guys in there. It was just the fact that, like, I mean, even when Herman came in his first year, I mean, they didn't – I mean, they they went to a bowl game and won it. But, I mean, if, if they wouldn't have won a bowl game, they would have had the same record we would have had. We had, you know, the first year that, uh you know, Coach Strong was our head coach. So, um I mean, I don't, I don't really look at it like he was – he just came in and just made this – you know, big change until this year. You can see those guys playing a little bit. They played a little bit better at the first half, but the defense still not as good, you know. I mean, you know, over time, you know, those guys didn't do nothing but grow up. I mean, LJ was young. Colin was young. I mean, I can't, I can't really tell you guys that was just really getting a lot of game time yeah. that was, you know, key parts of our offense at that time, you know, before before that year. So. Do you like the black shoes at home? No, I do not. I do not either. It's <laughs> whack, isn't it? No, it was definitely whack. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the, the black shoes. But you like the all white uniforms are the best, though, right? The all whites got to be the got to be the best uni. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely the best, man. We always like the whites. Um, I mean, I, I wish we were more like uh, the LSU. You know, they wear white all the time. Yeah, whether they play at home or where they they always in their white jer- jerseys. So I mean, if we could 
Well, white oh man, wait. I think I think the guys wouldn't really too much care about that. To be honest. Some some people have you, uh, and I put this out on on Twitter. Um, you know, debate. No, no, no one actually uh, debate you being outside the top five ever to play at the University of Texas or at your position. Uh, but you know, it, it people with with I've seen people flip flop you and Jamal Charles. I've seen people even flip flop you and, and said B. In the top five, and um, I mean, I know what you're gonna say, you know, obviously with yourself, but but you know, in the top five, where where would you see yourself in the top five uh, when it come down to uh, the best running backs to ever play at that university? I would say I'm top four. Uh, name them, uh, name them, give them to me. I think uh, is, is, is Earl Ricky. Nah, I think Ricky first. I, I would go. I would go with Ricky Earl. Uh, I would have to say probably said than me. The only reason I say said is because. But he started off the go. Yeah, like like started, after, yeah, he, after his freshman year, the OU game, he was the starter right there. So right. He, got, he got to, he got to start yeah, so a little that, bit more. That's, that's why, that's why I, I would put him more, uh, I'll put him in front of me. You know, he was a, he was the first round running back. He also wanted Doug Walker. He had just a lot of games. Uh, he, he played very well, you know, at the time and he was also getting the ball a lot. But I mean, the reason why I say, I would be number four and I put myself over Jamal and some of those other guys. I mean, nobody, no, the year that I had where I really was the guy and I was really getting the ball, like nobody was matching that. Like nobody was, nobody did what I did. Nobody was able to do what I did. And it wasn't my fault that I wasn't playing more, you know, my freshman and my sophomore year. I mean, that was, that was on the coaches. Like when I did play as a sophomore, I mean, I, I did the best I could do with my carries. I mean, besides Malcolm Brown, like, he was the only guy that had one for two consecutive 100 yard games until I did it as a sophomore and I only had, I was only getting like 10 carries. I only got like, probably like 10 to 12 carries, you know, in those games. I, I still wasn't even getting the ball a lot, but I was very productive with what I was getting. You know, my first game I came in, uh, I came in actually late to, to school and, you know, my first carry went for 30 some yards. I was upset because I, I really should have scored on that. But I, I don't know what made me step out of bounds, but um, <laughs> you know, I I feel like I should have scored on that. So I feel like you know, if I would have played more, you know, I feel like I would have been able to you know have a lot of uh, better numbers, you know, through my career. But like I said, my last year, I mean, people people not really matching that, you know. And obviously, you know, Texas uh, wins a close one freshman year when you guys were up there uh, when Quandre Diggs uh, hit uh. Oh, oh God! What was the quarterback? Mahomes. I can't think. Of, yeah, was it Mahomes? Yeah, it was Mahomes? Oh yeah, he hit Mahomes, man. But how how crazy is it up there, man? Uh, uh, you know, playing against Texas Tech, man. I mean, just up in Lubbock. How how crazy, you know, is that? I hear about the tortillas and everything uh, being thrown at you and so on and so forth. I mean, is that you know would you consider that one of the toughest places? Or what was the toughest places to play? You know, kind of. Uh, in the Big 12, you know, excluding Oklahoma, just places you guys went to on the road that was really hard for you guys um, to play. Definitely, definitely, uh, Ames, Iowa. Um, I, I say another tough place to play, uh, that I would say is probably West Virginia. West Virginia is, a, is another really good school. You know, they, they always play hard. Um, it was crazy because I, like I told somebody, they asked me once I got 51 carries, I got 51 carries. I want to say the game after I played, after we played with Virginia against Kansas. And they was asking me how my body felt and all that stuff or whatever. And I was like, I felt worse after I played West Virginia than I did after these 50 kids against Kansas. Like I always tell people in the Big 12, man, no matter who you play, you could lose. Like that's just, that's just how the Big 12 is. You know, people always want to say how Big 12 is watered down. We don't play no defense, but I mean, you could play, you could lose literally to anybody on any Saturday when you're in the Big 12. That's just how it goes. So, uh, 
you know, you always got to go out there and put the best foot forward and, you know, never take anyone lightly. But, um, you know, when you go to, you know, like Oklahoma State, that's, I mean, that's a that's a tough place to play. Texas Tech also too. But I would say, you know, the biggest two for me would be um, West Virginia and uh, Ames, Iowa. I think that was the, the two that was the biggest. But, I mean, going back to just the Tech question, I mean, we played Tech kind of in the daytime. You know, my first time playing them there was at night. Uh, that's when, you know, Quandre had the big hit. Um I think it was different, you know, playing uh playing at night. You guys played against uh the number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield. Uh you played in that game uh two years ago, which was also a very close game, even though you had a, a record breaking game, uh that uh that game against Texas Tech against Pat Mahomes. When you see what Pat Mahomes is doing now in the uh, NFL, man, with the Kansas City Chiefs, man, and you got a chance to see that, you know, through your course of the years of playing at, at Texas, how, you know, amazed are you at, at, you know, at this kid, what he's doing now in the NFL, uh, you know, opposed to, to college? He was always good, you know, to me. He was always, you know, he, he always was a, a very good competitor. He always played really hard. Um, you know, I always thought he was one of the best, you know, regardless. Like, I mean, I don't – I mean, so I'm not surprised. I would say I'm just not surprised at, you know, what he's doing now. But, uh, Deontay, we appreciate you for hopping on. Don't know how, uh, how Derek pulled it off, but, uh, we'll, we'll see you on the field this, this year for the Texans, correct? Yeah, no doubt. We'll see you. All right, man. We appreciate it. A special thanks to Deontay Foreman for joining the guest list on the 41 Acres. He joins Vince Young, Chris Del Conte, uh, who else we got? Ramonts Taylor, Taylor, Rod Babers, uh, Brian Jones, Clarence E. Hill. I don't want to, I don't want to forget anyone. John McClain, uh, shout out to Deontay for hopping on. Uh, always, always a good time. Always, always a pleasure to hear from, uh, lifelong Longhorns. Yeah, man. I had to, uh, like I say, pull some strings, man. I had to get in contact with his people and they had to get in contact with me and, you know, try to, you know, work this thing. I got to make a schedule to get in contact with my own son, man. So, <laughs> you know how that go, man. But it's all good. We appreciate him, him coming on, man. So, check this out. So, we're, we're going into the You're not out. getting away without me mentioning mentioning your birthday, by the way. It's, hey, man, look. My birthday is tomorrow, man. I'll be turning a big 4-5, Which man. is not a milestone. Hey, I'll be turning to 45, man. 45 is a milestone birthday, man. Especially coming from my neighborhood, man. I'm more than blessed to be able to see 45. So, 45 is a milestone. Landry's asked me, you know, well, what are you planning on doing for your birthday or whatever? I say, oh, well, you know, I thought about having a party or whatever the case may be. But really, man, I'm just going to just sit back and just just chill, man, and just, you know, just kind of hang out with some friends, man, and just in, enjoy the day, man. So, I've, I've been enjoying my weekend, man. So, it's been it's been my birthday weekend. It's been pretty cool. Oh, man. you got a birthday weekend like yeah. that? Man, yeah. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I, told, I, I told Deontay, you got, you got some basic bitch in you, man. You got, you got the selfies. I'm surprised. Hey. I'm surprised you haven't done what the kids are doing now. I, I don't know if Deontay could get away with it, but uh, the, the, the the planned, unplanned uh, social media photo no. yeah, where, where you have you, you obviously had someone take a picture for. Her. I could see you doing that. Yeah, I don't get into the, the Snapchat selfies and, and and you know the Snapchat. Uh, no, nah, you ain't above you no know. selfies though. <laughs> You ain't above no selfies. <laughs> hey, man, I think I look good, man. I think I, I think I'm all right, man. For forty, I don't even look forty five, man. You just want to be real, nah, you bro. Don't look I don't look forty five, bro. Look 45. You know what I'm saying? You like you know. But hey, seriously, uh, man. You know, um, getting into to this Iowa State game, man. Uh, we pretty much gave you guys our predictions early on. Uh, what we think that this game would would uh would be, man. Uh, 
Again, I'm, I'm going to take the Longhorns at home, even though I'm really not super confident. I'm probably a little more confident in this guy. I took Texas Tech last week uh, because I just didn't think that uh, Texas, you know, after Texas Tech played Oklahoma the week before, man, uh, I just thought that Tech would come out with a lot of energy. And uh, at that time, the Longhorns had dropped two. So I- I'm, I'm going to take the Longhorns in this game over Iowa State, man. But it's not going to be a laydown game by no means or no stretch of the imagination. I think it is going to be a laydown game. I think the Horns get all over Iowa State. I think if it were in Ames, I would feel a little bit different. But I think they have a home field advantage. Advantage. I think they're going to build on the momentum. I'm going to take Texas by ten. By ten, I'll take I'll take Texas by ten. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's the 41 Acres, the number one hook and podcast. Man, y'all know how it is, man. As always, Longhorn love, man. We appreciate you guys listening. As always, hook them. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 